From the studio of the molecular biologist, Air Force veteran, comedian, and small business owner, Ken Fluence is a podcast that will take a number of unique approaches to exploring the mind, strengthening the body, and practicing positivity. Embark on an original audio journey through a myriad of topics, science, business, comedy, guest interviews, self-help and fitness, and life through many different lenses. Now, let's get to it. Ah, go lagoon. On this episode of Kinfluence, Kin gets into safety nets and addiction zones. What's poppin' Ken, folks? It's Ken with you back again with another episode of Kinfluence. Welcome. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the, uh, as some would call it, a SpongeBob show introduction. Other people would call it Drake's new accent to appropriate, which is kind of, you know, it it bugs me that he takes all these accents and he just tries them out. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel that like and I just always wonder, like, what the next one's going to be. And I think he's running out of them. So he's done like kind of like a Haitian accent before where I'm like, I don't know where you got that from. Um, he's done like a Jamaican thing. He does like this um, Canadian drill rapper flow. And I think like the best hybrid of all that probably is um, this French island thing that they do on SpongeBob. Ah, go lagoon. <laughs> like that's literally about to be his next flow. And I just hope that he kills it. And I hope that there's another like one dance type song where he references Hennessy so that I can be ignorant appropriately to it. I'm all for it and I'm waiting on it. So, Kim, folks, I know y'all are waiting for me to get into it. And so am I. Y'all are like, what is he going to talk about today? I'm talking about safety nets. Can be an addiction zone. Hmm. Don't get captured. Whoa. Whoa. whoa, whoa. You're going to get stuck in there. Hey, is that is that comfortable? Hey, hey. Get away. It's not safe. It's not safe being too comfortable. Back up. Take some deep breaths. Whoo. Okay. Look around. Are you comfortable? That's cool. That's cool. But you don't ever want to be too comfortable for too long. Don't want to be too comfortable for too long. You want to get close and intimate with things that make you uncomfortable. Because if not, you're inevitably inevitably going to become intimate with things that you neglect and choose not to address. So you can either get close with the things that make you uncomfortable now. Or you're going to get real close with the things that you neglect and you you put to the back burner because they're going to sneak up on you and bite you in the ass and not in a fun way. Not <laughs> for the baddies who like to get bit in the cup of their ass. This is, this ain't what, they ain't the same thing that's going to happen to you, okay? So uh, buckle up. Buckle the fuck up. So people like to uh, find positive things, right? So they'll find something that sounds good. I'm working on myself. I'm doing something constructive. Uh, I'm getting into this comfortable rut that sounds kind of impressive, but really doesn't serve them, really doesn't do too much for them. They become addicted to it. They become embedded and addicted to the story that they're telling, the lore around it, the excuses, the self-victimization, the a little bit of trauma, whatever that's with it. And people are like, oh, um, hunty, keep doing what you're doing. You're a survivor. You're getting through it. Oh. And like, <laughs> honestly, you're not. You, you're fucking yourself. Again, not in the fun way. Not, <laughs> not an enjoyable. It's seven o'clock on a Friday and I have nothing better to do way. Um, or 2 p.m. and I'm teleworking and I don't have a meeting right now. It's not one of those type of ways. It's it's one of the self-destructive uh, things that come back and it hurts you. you. People get addicted and they get coddled, I think, by therapy and these forced 
uh, diagnoses sometimes, like people, and I've seen it personally, and uh, shit, you're probably one of these people, like, you're around these people in these circles, and I'm of the persuasion that everybody got a little bit of something wrong with them. All right, you can go into the DSM-5, which is what we're on now. Um, a lot of y'all, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it a brick with y'all. Y'all got some DSM three and four issues, but we're not going to get into that. But <laughs> some of y'all, y'all back an issue or two, uh, keep it a brick with you. But, um, people have some issues that are categorized in this book. And basically, if you're not familiar with the DSM five or any of the DSMs, basically it's all these, um, things that therapists and counselors use to diagnose you with um mental disorders sometimes i think there are a couple of clinical disorders in there too um and sometimes these come out during assessment sometimes these come out during weeks months years of therapy um or counseling and i've known people who I ain't going to say ain't nothing wrong with them, but ain't nothing really that wrong with them. They're, they're not going through anything. They're not seemingly going through anything outside of the normal human experience. But it seems like they're lacking attention in some respects of their life or another. And there's a bit of a network, a bit of a community around having a little something wrong with you. Honestly. Let's keep it a brick here, right? If I can say, oh, I have blah, 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 wrong with me. You can say, oh, I have blah, 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 wrong with me. And oh, uh, child, it's so good that you're making it through. It's so beautiful to see that you're you're uh, coming out on the other side of it. Motherfucker, ain't nothing wrong with you, bruh. Ain't a damn thing really wrong with you. You're going through life as a human and it's okay. But people sometimes will talk to their counselors and their therapists in such a way and use guiding language. And people have done this too for years. Um, Not necessarily hypochondriacs, but like folks who just want some extra medicine to have some extra medicine in the cabinet. You know who the fuck you are. I ain't talking about the pushers. I'm talking about the poppers. All right now. Okay. I know y'all. Y'all out there. Military. I'm looking at y'all too. Okay. Go to that, uh, go to that flight surgeon, go to that, uh, go to the clinic talking about some, yeah, my whatever hurt and Motrin ain't going to do it. Bullshit. Bullshit. And you know, you didn't Google up the language to use for you to get a whatever prescribed to you. And people will go to counselors and therapists and they'll use the right language. They'll Google it up now. And They'll ask friends who have gotten a similar diagnosis or they'll somehow retain that information or regurgitate it right back. And they'll be like, oh, well, that sounds like an easy case of whatever. Bam. All right. Now you have this diagnosis and you have an excuse to be mediocre at best. You are now an agent of averageness. Ugh. Ugh. If that's what you want to be, then fine. Who am I to judge? But to me, in my own life, eh, stay the fuck away from me. People do that. And people also, I'm not just going to bag on people who do that. I think people really do need therapy. People really do need counseling. But there are people who abuse that diagnosis as a means to get a different type of emotional support that they're not supposed to be getting through therapy. If you have an issue and it organically comes out, that's one thing. If you force an issue trying to low-key be a part of something different, no. Um, or if you're just trying to have excuses, nah, man, come on. There's that. There's also the career student. Motherfuckers who've been in school since kindergarten and they're 35 now and they're still in school. They haven't had a year off of school and they don't they have a job, but it's not a job really on par with the degrees they have. And maybe they still live at home with their parents or they they hover around their parents and their parents hover around them. And it, it seems like they can't really make all these decisions that you would think that a person so educated should be able to make 
because they're a career student. You, you have no um, adulting skills. You don't have any skills of being able to go out and fend for yourself. You um, don't have any skills of just being in the workforce and not having the crutch of, oh, well, I have an assignment due and, you know, all this and that. And you're like searching and looking for some type of excuse of getting out of being in a, a, a true vocation. You're doing something part time or you're doing something, again, lower than what is expected of you because you know that you can be coddled through the excuse of I have school. I'm a student. I don't have to put my all into these things ahead of me because I'm a student. There's that. There's also people who OD on family and relationship support. I have a boyfriend. I have a girlfriend. And I'm so up their ass that, like, I can't do anything else. I'm so up my my parents' ass or my brother or sister's ass that, like, I can't live life. I'm so attached to their opinion and their perception of me that I can't go out into the world and be my own person and really learn who the fuck I am. Go out into the world, man. Like, you know, like it, it really goes back to validation and making others say, like, you're on the right track. Uh, good show, old bean. Pat on the back. <laughs> you're doing the right things. And you're people pleasing rather than making your own tough decisions. Look in the mirror. Is that you? Are you a career student? Are you addicted and coddled by therapy? Are you ODing on family and relationship support? Is this you? Cool lagoon. Is this you in bikini bottom? And cool lagoon. That's so fucking fun to say. Look, some people also do this um, thing where they're just like surrounded by smart or wise people and they make all the real decisions in their life and they just ride the wave and they just kind of say hey like council of smart people they they don't really know or, or the people in this council don't really know that they're in the council of wisdom for this person and they just check in they, they all their problems they put on these folks all of their inputs or all their Everything, every thought they have, they have to run through this, uh, all this filter of these people that they trust and respect. And ultimately, it absolves them from making any real adult decisions themselves. And it gives them this guise that they're this smart, critical thinker who's able to make tough decisions and move in one way or another. And I'm not talking about like mentorship or I'm not talking about just like friendly advice. I'm talking about like people who are paralyzed by making their own sage decisions by putting their chest out, putting their hip out and just saying like, you know what? Damn it. This is what I think. This is what I believe. This is what I stand on as a man or as a woman or as a, however you identify. And this is what I'm going to stick to. This is this is me. This is my decision. This is um, the information I've taken in, this is how I see the world, this is how I perceive things, and you know what, damn it, mm, this is what I'm gonna rock with, ride or die, Tr uh, true or false, non-fiction or fiction, slip or slide, fall or glide, I'm about the spoken word on y'all, y'all won't ready for that, I, you know what I'm saying, I, I'll probably spit something for y'all later, you know, get y'all spirits up, get y'all, get y'all vibrating on the right frequency. But I think Goo Lagoon already got y'all there. But anyway, people do this because it's a safety net. It's a safety net. And when you can't get out of these safety nets, that's the problem. Are they cool to have from time to time? For sure. For sure. Is it good to have? Maybe your parents or your your spouse or your I can't even talk your significant other or other family members or close people to you as safety nets who can like step in financially. No doubt, no doubt. But at the end of the day, are you enough of a X or a, enough of a Y? I was trying to get away from that, but I was using variables and walk right into it. Don't be touchy about that. Don't counsel me. Whatever. Uh, but are you enough of an adult 
enough of a grown person to say, hey, this is me. And I might not know everything. I might not be the strongest, most courageous, the bravest, the wisest, the smartest, uh, the most intelligent, the most whatever. But I'm also not the least of any of those things either. And I trust myself enough to make decisions. I trust myself enough to be like, well, if my mom doesn't agree, then I love you, mom, but this is my life to live. If my dad doesn't necessarily agree with it, okay, cool, but you only have so much of an opinion because you did your job in raising me and um, I don't depend on you financially, so I'm not afraid to rock the boat here. I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm a 30-year-old person or 40-year-old person. I'm not afraid of bucking the system because I feel like I'm going to get cut off out of the will and I'm going to be hurting for it. I'm going to be cut off from my grown person's allowance. Or whatever, you know, my my dad doesn't own my car. His, his name's not on the car. So if I say the wrong thing, uh, he can't take it back or my mom can't kick me out the house or whatever. You know, I'm not shooting no shots at nobody. But, you know, if the shoe fits you. But anyway. It's OK to have smart people around you, and I don't think you should ever be the smartest per- person in the room. And if you are. That's okay, but don't be that person for long. But when you're constantly sponging and almost to a point of being a parasite to these people, like that's that's an addiction. That's a dependency. You know, all those things sound positive before, you know. Strong family support and relationship support, uh, being, you know, a good student and getting all these degrees, being, you know, in therapy and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Those things sound great, but like, and they are positive. Don't get me wrong. All those things do not misconstrue what I'm saying. Those things are positive, but they can also lead to very um, heavy dependency and addictive behaviors. You can overdo and spoil a good thing. All things to me are best with timelines. If you are dependent, you should be diagramming a timeline. Dependency should be limited. Dependency, if you, you know, help support all these things should be limited for certain things. I'm not saying like, um, Never depend on your wife or your husband or your fiance or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your mom or your dad or your brother, your sister, your cousins, your grandma, your grand auntie with thick ass. None of them. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying that, like, you should have a timeline if you feel like you're becoming overly dependent on these things or if these people are helping you out in areas where you know you can't help yourself. Like, how long are you going to rock them trainer wheels till they fall off? You're going to have training wheels for forever and just never know the enjoyment and thrill of riding a bike with two wheels the right way alone and emboldened by your own know-how and diligence and the ability to carve your own path and to lean to one side or the other and to brake and speed up the way you want to, 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 Speed up, slow down, grab the wall, gas pedal. That's what life is about. Life is about riding a bike. And if you want to ride your bike in a bike group or with a certain person, I think that's beautiful. To join a group of cyclists and you all buy matching colored bikes or all cycle under the same logo or group name, whatever, as friends, as a community. I love it. That's so dope. Or to find that special person in your life where they're like, baby, whatever you do, wherever you go, I'm going to be riding my bike right the fuck beside you. We're going to get matching bikes, matching helmets, matching little 
little biking onesies. Y'all know the ones I'm talking about. When you think about Lance Armstrong, that motherfucker be having the onesie on, but it is it's like a romper, but it's like a morph suit. You know what I mean? It's like a short sleeve dry fit romper for cyclists. Anyway, we can match those and have our same last name on the back. And, you know, uh, our numbers will be the dates that we got married or engaged or whatever. I think that's beautiful. But, motherfucker, you have to ride your own bike. We can't do this in a bicycle built for two or three or many or plenty. Don't do that, man. Have your own bike and be able to ride your bike, your bike being your life. Be able to ride it confidently. It's not about someone um, holding that back seat or holding you up or putting trading wheels on you. Your whole life. Do those things help? Yeah, but those things just get you started. And that's when you start from scratch, when you don't know nothing. Right? But after a point when you get a hang of it, like, uh, come on. And, and you should want to be able to get a hang of it. You know? Shit is easy to mask an addiction. And if you notice this is you, maybe start to look for, you know, that termination. And plan to ease yourself into more independent situations. So maybe you start looking at taking solo trips. Maybe you start looking at, um, and I know there are safety issues with that as well, especially for certain demographics of folks. But there are safe ways to take a trip by yourself. Maybe it's a road trip. Maybe it's um, maybe it's a flight to another country. I, I did it myself and it wasn't because I was uncomfortable with it. It was because I had some friends I wanted to visit in Germany, um, a few years back. And I was like, I'll come out and I'll visit different people. And I'm cool with that. And I got on the plane by myself. I went through the whole plane ride by myself, um, and just popped up in the city and did my own thing for a little bit hung out with some folks for a while, hung out with some other folks for a while and just kind of drifted around the country. I knew nothing about, man. And I've done that a number of times too, um, on TDY in the military. We call that, um, TDY is, it stands for temporary deployment. Um, in my job capacity, we use them like business trips, right? So how a lot of companies will send folks for maybe, a week-long conference or week-long meeting or things like that conferences whatever um i do a lot of those so from city to city you know you you travel alone you pop up in that city land in your airport you get your rental car show up to the hotel and really i mean shit you can you can do whatever you want at that point um there's obviously work and there's obviously work people to hang out with but hell if you have a rental car why not explore the city if you don't have a rental car why not uber and go see some of the cool things out there and check out what that place has to offer. Um, and, and it's so different checking out things that just you want to check out. And there's no burden of like looking around and trying to get to a group consensus or like, does this person like this or do they not like that? I secretly want to do this, but I know that, you know, she hates that. It's just you do you. And there's a bit of a different vibe with that too and a little bit of um a learning curve of doing that when you're not used to doing things that you you like and you're not used to asking yourself what do I want to eat do I want to do something different do I want to try something like if I'm on the west coast do I want to try something I have never had before like in and out or if I'm on the east coast and I'm in North Carolina or Florida, somewhere like that, do I want to try a cookout? Do I want to, if I'm in Texas, uh, do I want like a Whataburger situation? Like, am I cool with that? Or am I cool with Chipotle or a pizza? What do you want to do? (laughs) If you're uh, in a city and maybe you're in LA for the first time and you're looking around, I I did this when I first moved here. I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but you know, I start Googling shit and I was like, I'm gonna go jet skiing today by myself and the instructor like or you know the guy or whatever his name is you know whatever his title is he's like is it just you and I was like yep just me just doing what I want to do today he's like oh that's right man fucking for sure man fucking tweet 
Glad to be here. Glad to be here. And cool lagoons. <laughs> I love it. Eh? And um, yeah, man, just do what you like to do and figure you out. And when people are highly dependent on other people, I think it's a deeply rooted thing, for lack of a better term, of them conditioned, of them just not understanding themselves enough and being a little apprehensive to take the time to go through the uncomfortable barriers and to really delve into the things that make you you. And sometimes that's some dark shit. I'd say that right now. I I reevaluate myself often uh, for good, bad, ugly, uh, beautiful and indifferent. I look into the heart, mind, soul and spirit of Kenneth Bridges too much sometimes. <laughs> and I get in there and I see what I like, what I don't like and where I need to make changes or adjustments. And. I make it work for me. I make it work for me. And people will ask me, why am I confident a lot of times? Why am I smiling a lot of times, too? If you don't know me, bro, I'm smiling like damn near nonstop. I will try to mug sometimes. And, you know, sometimes I had terrible days. And, you know, don't don't poke the lion when he's sleeping. Okay, that's one of the worst things you can do. But I'm a whole Sith Lord and a half. I'm a whole Emperor Palpatine, for real. Uh, A lovely and charming senator and statesman. But at the same time, there's a motherfucking red lightsaber or two up under these sleeves. Force lightning your ass. But when that side's not out, like I'm, I'm smiling and I'm charming and beguiling and all these other things because I enjoy my life. I'm having a great time. Why am I having a good time? Because I understand myself. I understand enough of how the world works to be not so much a participant, but know when I want to participate in things, when I don't want to participate in things, why I do when I don't, and having peace when I'm by myself or enjoying a moment enough with a person that I'm not so wrapped up in myself or too so wrapped up in them where... I'm creating these unhealthy expectations or unhealthy relationships. Um, Just not putting things, people, experiences on pedestals and um, overindulging in them to a point where I'm at a loss. I'm at a detriment. I'm in a hole. I'm losing my sharpness. I'm losing things that make me me. Just can't do that can't do that so again go out there find your situations um and and focus on some self-improvement um focus on some some things that you know you can grow in we all have them i have mine you have yours and the interesting thing about that the fascinating phenomenal thing about that is when you really start unpacking yourself and i think only you can do it again listen to me or don't but i'm a pandemic podcaster and i ain't got no shame in it i ain't got no shame in my game i'm a stimulus check and a essential employee bring your ass into work anyway away from not even have done this shit okay so take my advice with a grace with a grain of stand okay I'm a pandemic podcaster. And again, I am one Trump check away from not doing this shit. So take my advice or not. Ain't going to hurt me none. Beak influence. But (laughs) I think that only you can truly unpack yourself. I don't think a person can sit across from you and say, this is your life. This is who you are. These are the things that make you tick. They can help you get there. But at the end of the day, the work is up to you and not just the work they give you, 
but the self-discovery path and journey that you organically come up with. Now, you can get some help starting the process, but the majority, the bulk, the lion's share is on you. It falls in your lap to handle. That is your responsibility. And when you get there, call me when you do, but when you get there, there's a fun thing that you run into about midway. Start figuring yourself out and start writing these things down. I do suggest writing them down, too, because you just really get a a better grasp of it when you can look back and see that thing right there on that page staring at you in the face. But when you do that and you get about halfway through that process or you start approaching halfway through, you come into the good old thing called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. And that's where you believe one thing to be true. But in order to do that, You have to adopt other beliefs surrounding that thing in order to make it work, right? So you can believe the sky is always blue and you look up during the evening and it's purple, it's orange, it's pink, it's all these other cool hues and shit that um, look like PowerPoint presentation slides in early 2000s or looks like the back of the Instagram icon and you're like but I always think the the sky is blue but you you come up with all these things in your head um cognitive dissonance in order to disprove that so you're like well all those colors are up there true but the sky is technically blue it's just the sun and blah blah blah, blah and all these other things you do all these other things to disprove um what's true to you even though that's technically false you know since those colors are technically in the sky the sky is technically those colors no matter how you bend it or shape it and when you get into unpacking yourself you're going to find a lot of places where you contradict yourself or where you're a hypocrite of what you believe in order to make some of the bigger themes of your life work. And some of those things, you don't even know why you need them to work in your life. I'm going to tell you right now, is because you built your identity around those things. Once you start stripping away who you are and start having to reimagine exactly who you are, again, for good, bad, ugly, beautiful, for neutral and indifferent, And that changes, it can be a terrifying thing. It can be a difficult thing to grasp and to understand. But once you get on the other side of that, people can't tell you shit. People can't fuck with you. And you go into situations, you go into rooms, you go into meetings, you go into interviews, you go before your family, before your friends. Knowing who the fuck you are. Nobody can take that away from you. And you need that. You need to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, I suggest you try to figure that out. But what's going to keep you from getting to this point and fulfilling yourself and being this self-actualized person and truly getting to a place where you're happy, healthy, nurtured, and able to support yourself and even able to give back to others, you're going to have to get away from some of these safety nets. You're going to have to get out of some of these addiction zones. Safety nets are cool until you get caught in them. Having something down there just in case you fall, ain't nothing wrong with that. If you're a tightrope walker or if you're a those people who do the crazy stunts on the motorcycle and the circus and you're flipping upside down and you're doing all this circus display shit from high heights. That's cool shit, man. But like if you if you don't have a safety net, you're going to bust your ass wide open. You're going to bust your head open and die. You're going to break every bone in your body. Um, terrible things can happen if you're not a crazy expert at what you do. If you don't have thousands of hours of training and preparation and study and um, just know-how at your disposal when you do these crazy 
uncommon feats. You're going to get hurt when he's times the chances and odds are against you. But when you have this net right up under you as well, then you're not you're not going to learn how to do all this crazy shit. Think of it like uh, learning how to do a backflip. Okay, like everybody's done like a backflip on a trampoline. Well, most people have, right? Or, or you've seen somebody who doesn't, who's a novice, not that athletic, uh, doesn't know how to do a backflip from a standing position to save their life. They've never been a cheerleader or anything like that. They just do it on trampolines or off of a hotel bed at the Hilton Garden Inn or some shit like that. That's cool, right? And after a while, you learn how to do flips other ways. And you always kind of want to keep something soft around you so that you don't, again, bust your chin open, bust your forehead open. And so that you're okay. But after a certain amount of time of doing these flips and you know how to do the flip or you should know how to do the flip, it's like, why are you why are you still doing it on the matches? Why are you still doing it on just trampoline? Why are you why do you have all this cushion around you? Right? It's not helping you. It's not helping you. If that's what you want to do, you know, professionally, if you want to be a gymnast or um a person who does flips for fun at parties, clowns, Stevo. If you want to be Stevo. You don't know who Steve-O is. This motherfucker from Jackass. He'd be breaking shit on his face and he'd be doing flips. He's actually a clown, if you didn't know. He has his clown license. He went to clown college. Bruh be wildin'. Bruh be wildin'. I have his book. If you didn't know, Steve-O's signature, I have a signed copy of his um, autobiography, which is or memoir, rather, which is very dope. And if you didn't know, his signature is a dick. I wish that was a joke. His signature's a dick. Um, how fitting. Anyway, um, get away from safety nets, man. Get away from safety nets and get away from things that, that you know that you're using as a guide, as a guise for productivity or, um, a guise of my life is going great, but you know it's really not. Like these are entry, uh, entry paths to depression and entry paths to um, suicide and uh, suicidal ideations and uh, just just a number of just negative thing, negative self talk, um, projecting and toxic relationships, just a slew of terrible shit, man. And you're just never going to be the person that you want to be until you get out of these ruts and step into who you want to be. Quit it. Drop out of school. No. (laughs) Drop out of school. No, I'm completely joking. But for real, there's a limit. So another example of that, too, is like if you're... A lot of people, I, I say I was a pot, uh, pandemic podcaster, right? And a lot of people are. A lot of people are. Um, and, and I say that jokingly. I'm I'm legit now. Like I said before, I'm an F-plus celebrity in Long Beach. And I'm an F-minus celebrity in L.A. So suck my dick. But people are out there trying all these different things right now. Um, or try a lot of things during quarantine and a phenomenon I'm seeing with a lot of my friends are like, man, I had this idea, but like somebody, they already stole it. They already did it. Oh, I had this idea four months ago. And it's like, dog, why don't you just do it? Well, um, I was, I don't really know how to edit video and I don't know how to edit audio and I don't know how to get my lighting together and I don't know how to do any of these things. So I'm taking a class on Fiverr, I'm taking classes on uh, Skillshare, I'm taking, I'm like, bro, like, just do shit sometimes, um, I know folks who do the same thing with the stock market, and I made a lot of moves on the stock market in the past, um, like, 18 months, some crazy shit, and very blessed, very grateful, worked out for me, and, um, 
again, that's that's only God. And, you know, God put me in the right place at the right time. I was I was listening. Right. And that really woke me up to a lot of stuff, too, of where you don't have to be an expert at everything to try it and maybe try things at a low level. Like I'm not investing no rack on my first investment. I'm going to put five dollars on it and see what it does. I'm going to study the stock market. I'm going to study certain stocks. I'm going to read some news. I'm going to look at some YouTube videos. I'm going to ask people what they know about it in my inner circle. I'm going to use all these things and form my own opinion on what to do. I'm not going to regurgitate anything that I get from some random dude on YouTube. I'm not going to just regurgitate anything that I get from some random ass podcaster on Instagram, me included. Um, If anything, I'm probably the best one to quote from. Because a lot of these motherfuckers be out here capping and don't know what they're talking about. But that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> they put the cap in capitalism. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> they put the cap in capitalism because they be capping for a living, giving relationship advice. Call them Maxine, Maxine Shaw, cause they live in single. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I had to hit y'all with a couple parts real quick. <laughs> oh man, I'm crying. I'm crying. Oh man, I know y'all are. Huh, you're gonna be crying if you don't get this motherfucking safety net, <laughs> if you don't get out of this addiction zone and live your life the way you're supposed to. Do that, man. Um, don't just regurgitate information from other people. Do your research and get into it. Um, back to stocks. Told a lot of friends, hey, man, invest in these things or start looking into doing these things. Nah, man, I don't know nothing about no stock market. Nah, 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 man, my money, this and that. And um, I'm all about saving. And I, I told my friends and my family, man, and a lot of y'all, shit, <laughs> a lot of y'all. I told, I was like, hey, like, check these things out. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be very transparent about it. So uh, that's that. And people were like, yeah, I just don't know nothing about the stock market, whatever. Okay. All right. Okay. That's why you're broke. And that's why inflation sucks and why inflation is hurting people's money and all these other things. But that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother bag and set a podcast but all right well uh i'm gonna go ahead and get up off here now so um do my plugs thank y'all for listening that's been another episode of kimfluence i appreciate y'all tagging on these episodes are doing well thank you thank you thank you thank you tap your neighbor and five other people and say subscribe 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 Look around. You look in front and look up. Look behind. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your people at work. Tell your ministry. Tell your mama. Tell your auntie with the fat ass. Tell your cousins. Tell your cousins' friends. Tell your people at school. Tell your people in group therapy. Tell the people. Tell your therapist. Uh, tell you. Tell your therapist, mama. Uh, tell. Uh, tell your arms dealer, tell Obama's white mama, tell everybody about the podcast and, um, (laughs) and let's help grow the community Kim folks. And let's do some great things and get some great messages out there. Um, if you don't follow me already, you can follow me on Instagram. That's where you're going to get all the notifications is where you're going to get a lot of the exclusive content or news about it. So you're going to just see cool shit in my life and stuff I be doing. And you'll see a lot of the references I have to the podcast in here. Uh, you can check me out at Kenfluence. That's K-E-N underscore F-L-U dot E-N-C-E. Again, that is Kenfluence, K-E-N underscore F-L-U dot E-N-C-E. You can follow me at TikTok under the same handle. You can follow me on YouTube at Kenfluence channel. You can email me at Kenfluence channel at gmail.com. I need to stop. (laughs) 
Um, you can also uh, hit me up, man. Hit me up for run training. You guys know that I'm also a run coach. Um, I, don't, I don't like to say track coach, but just an all-around run coach. So um, no matter what your goals are, I can help you get there. I've helped train Marines, airmen, and just a, a slew of folks in the military in different PT programs. A lot of those running focused. Um, I've helped Marines and airmen, soldiers, sailors even. I think really everyone in DOD at this point. Um either get through basic military training or get through field training or um, officer training school or officer training courses. Um, if they were weak in an area like running and, you know, we just focus in on it, honed in on it. I assess their strides, their breathing patterns, some of their workout um, and hydration practices. And we just really dissected it and got after it. So if you want to tap in, um, I delve out hours at a time, so hit me up and we can get you hour block and you can get as many or as few hours as you need. Some people, after the first hour, they're good. Other people, they want to do five hours and um, it, it keeps you honest, honestly. <laughs> uh, it keeps you really honest to whatever goals you have. I told y'all before that I'm also an accountability coach. If you just need somebody to tap in with and just say, hey, Kenneth, like I'm struggling with the 75 hard challenge or the four by four by 48 or i have a marathon coming up i have a 5k coming up i have a whatever um I, i'm here for it i love to do that kind of thing for everyone so i'm all about that so run coaching that's pretty new 50 bucks an hour and let me tell you it's more than uh it, it it's worth it it's worth it um I'll just say that I've got a lot of folks who've signed up already. Uh, very surprised by that, actually, um, how many how quickly uh, folks jumped on that. And, you know, I appreciate y'all. And, you know, uh, I'm going to start doing like some type of review system so people can give their honest reviews and feedback of what I've done. And that way I can grow and be a better coach to you guys and better service to you. But it will also show that, you know, I'm not bullshitting. Like I've got programs for you. I've been injured through running. I've gotten really good at running. I've fallen off and tried to get back into it. I've uh, just done a, I've trained people. I've trained myself. I've done marathons, hungover. I've done half marathons with headaches and back problems. I've done hangovers. I've done hangovers. I have done hangovers. I've done, <laughs> I've done half marathons in the middle of the night with no rest. I've done crazy shit running, man. So let me know and let me know how I can be a service to you and help you out. Again, run coaching, um, 50 bucks an hour. Get as many or as few hours as you want. And I'll at least get you on the, the right path that you want to be on. And one of the things that I pride myself on is I am good at mitigating your injuries before they happen. So, or rehabbing the injuries that you have. I got a lot of friends who like to run or you who used to like to run, but unfortunately due to either just age or just, you know, a little bit of lethargy in certain muscle groups, they're getting stuff like runner's knee, they're hurting ankles, shoulder pains all kinds of stuff back pain due to running and they want to get back into it but they strayed away from it and hey man work with me for a couple weeks a couple months and do some sessions i'll work that right out of you so tap in i also have run guides as well 20 bucks per and that really gets into it too so it's a static place where i have all of my run information so if you want to learn how to do a 5k and you want a training plan for a 10K. You want a training plan for a half marathon. You want a training plan for a full marathon. You want uh, agility, calisthenic, and core buildup uh, exercise plan. I got that. If you want something for recovery and cool down, if you want something for stretching, if you want something for pre and post run day or race day workouts or routines, I got you, man. If you want something for hydration and nutrition, I got you. Equipment for people who are looking to mitigate injuries or to uh, run through injuries. I got a slew of those too. So knee braces, uh, compression 
um, sleeves, wraps and things for your ankles, uh, certain vitamins that you want to take, other types of things that you want to be ingesting on a daily or weekly basis, and also like the time frame in which that you want to take them. Okay, because some some of these things you want to stagger so that um they hit you or they release in your body at certain times. So tap in, man. Tap in. Um it's great for not just runners, but people who maybe you walk a lot and you want to get into jogging. I, and that's your only goal is just to be able to jog for a little bit. I can get you there. If your goal is to just run a mile, hey, I'll get you there. If you want to be able to run just until you say stop, I can run. If you look at my Nike Run app, and that doesn't even record all the runs that I do, just the ones that I just feel like recording this year alone. And it's, you know, not even the end of the year yet. Um, I've clocked like 400 miles and I'm averaging 10 miles a run. It's like nine, 10 miles a run. It's crazy. And it's not because I'm hunting 10 miles a run. It's because I feel good for 10 miles. Um, I'm efficient. I'm my uh, lung capacity. You know, there are people way greater, deeper lung capacities than me. There are folks who have stronger quads than I have. They don't look as great as mine, but they have stronger quads and um, a better uh, calf buildup than mine or stronger ankles, whatever. But like they can't run the way I do because I've mastered the little things, the fundamental things that make you more efficient that save your energy and make you move comfortably and uniformly in this bipedal stride that gets you from point a to point b and if you want to go to c hell i can get you from point a to elon Musk's house and you can knock on his door and ask for some bitcoin personally all right so that's what i'm trying to get y'all so tap in with that and Continue to share, man. Continue to share uh, at your workplace. If you're at a park, share it. Um, random people at the bar. Tell your Uber driver. Tell your mama. Tell um, tell everybody. If you are um, in a heated Twitter debate, just drop hashtag influence. I mean, fuck it. I mean, it, it can't hurt nothing. I, I would just do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all i got um y'all be easy y'all be smooth y'all have a good one and i'm gonna hit y'all up next time and until next time go lagoon this has been another episode of ken fluence a podcast where we discuss personal development health and wellness fitness neuroscience business and entrepreneurialism for more information and updates, follow K-E-N underscore F-L-U dot E-N-C-E on Instagram. Kenfluence channel on YouTube. Kenfluence TV on Twitch. The Kenfluence podcast can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and anywhere else you used to listen to Joe Rogan. Join us next time for another episode of Kenfluence. Thanks for listening.